Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going good, sister. You ready? Yeah, pretty pretty ready. Okay. Yep. Um, I mean, okay. 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 And five, four, three, two, one. We're back. This is Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. This is Sister Veritas. This is Sister Anise Day. And okay, so basically, sister, here we are in kind of the middle-ish of this next season. Yeah. And like, I've just found myself like, okay, let love be your core strength. And what's at the heart of the heart Mm -hmm. of the core strength? Love. Yeah. And basically like this episode is love is enough. And it kind of puts me, it swings me up to like the 40,000 foot view of where we've been, where we are and what we're about, Mm -hmm. which, which is love. Mm -hmm. God is love. Love is enough. And it's so awesome, actually. I've had so much fun just being able to talk about this, to let love. Yeah. Let love win the victory. Mm-hmm. Let love settle the score. Let love rock my world. I mean, we haven't <laughs> done that one yet. but <laughs> You're right. But, like, can we just, like, break into this? Like, it's been awesome, sister. It's been awesome. I remember the first days when neither of us had ever listened to a podcast and we, you right. know, started doing one. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And we've, we've, you know, started in the library and now we've upgraded to the linen closet. Yeah, I know. I'm looking <laughs> at like 20 flat sheets right now <laughs> and like 80 towels. Yeah, it per- takes a lot to run a convent. <laughs> but it's a great sound system. I mean, yeah. I, I love telling people. I think they get a real kick out of it when they're like, gosh, what's your, what's your, you know, what do they call them? Studio. Studio. Yeah. Right. They're like, what's your studio like? I'm like, it's awesome. It's cedar wood. <laughs> and, uh, it has a lot of linens. Yeah, it absorbs sound great, we hope. It sure does. Yeah. But, and again, this is, it doesn't, love is enough. It is. Love is enough. And it's just been a privilege to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, think about all the things we can let love do. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anything. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's like God is love. You know, he's like one who created the cosmos and the world and us. And, you know what, we can, we can trust him. Amen, sister. And actually, he can do anything because he's God. He's God. And he has shared his life with us. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, let's just, let's go back to the beginning here. Um, and as you speak, sister, it reminds me of Psalm 139. Mm. And it's a beautiful one to pray with. And this is where I want to start and where I want to end. It's like thinking about this, right? I give you thanks that I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. You're one of his works, sister. Mm. I'm one of his works. All of you listening are one of his works. That um, in this, in the Psalms we, we hear and we read that God the Father knitted us together mm. in our mother's womb. He saw us, he loved us while we were still without form. We were a thought of God. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this quote. It's um, I'm pulling it from Evangelium Vitae, the gospel of life. It's the best. And this is what we want to talk about today, ultimately, that indeed it says, despite its hardships, its hidden mysteries, its suffering, and its inevitable frailty, this mortal life is a most beautiful thing, a marvel ever new and moving an event worthy of being exalted in joy and glory, Mm. right? Man and his life appear to us not only as one of the greatest marvels of creation, 
For God has granted to man a dignity which is near to divine. Wow. In every child which is born and in every person who lives or dies, we see the image of God's glory. We celebrate this glory in every human being, a sign of the living God, an icon of Jesus Christ. Man. That's what we have talked about. That's what we're talking about. And that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Because actually it's inexhaustible. Yeah. It's so powerful. And letting love go to work in this mystery of your life and mine. Yeah. Is amazing. It's amazing. Because sister, at the end of the day, it's like you are a unique and unrepeatable reflection of almighty God. Yeah. And no one can love like you can. No one can replace you. Mm -hmm. You are good. You are sacred. You matter. And the Lord desires you. He's chosen you. Mm -hmm. He chooses you and he'll never stop choosing you. And it's like, that's what we bank our whole being in. That's what our life is about. Living Mm -hmm. in that truth and his love. It's a guarantee. Yeah. And yet the reason I think I want to talk about love is enough is so often and so much of life, mm-hmm. we experience uh, pain, yeah. awkwardness, uh, difficulty, trial. Ultimately, we experience the reality that we're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I want to break this open. I want to lean in mm-hmm. to talk about the experience of vulnerability and how whatever the vulnerability it is that we experience loves enough yeah. to carry us through mm-hmm. and to lead the way. Mm-hmm. Amen. I don't know. Shall we pray? Let's pray. Go for it, sister. (laughs) Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Jesus, thank you so much for your love, your life. Thank you for making us in your image and likeness, beloved sons and daughters whom you have called to glory. We ask you right now, Lord, to send your spirit upon us deep within our hearts that we might know uh, the love for which you have made us um, and that we are capable of living it. Um, we entrust our hearts to you, all of uh, our needs, our worries, our fears, our vulnerabilities. We entrust all of that to you, Jesus, and to our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of Life, pray Pray for for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Sister, I think this is such an awesome topic. And yeah, it's like, let's just be real. Mm-hmm. We all um, are vulnerable. We mm-hmm. feel vulnerable. We also have this deep sense within us, I think, that we're made for the infinite. We're made mm-hmm. for, for glory. We, we want love. We want to love and be loved. That's the deepest desire of every human heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I don't know, I think just good to be real with the, that experience mm-hmm. of of that desire for infinity, but then coming up against our experience of finitude and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And, and it actually makes me think of um, Brene Brown. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, she's been, I don't know, I'm really grateful to her, actually. And mm. for those of you who haven't heard of Brene Brown, she's written a lot on the power of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think one of her TED Talks is one of the most viewed, mm-hmm. which is you can like, you can kind of tell, you know, the things that are getting the hits um, oftentimes you're like, huh, there's something about that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, with Brene Brown, she's hitting something deep within the human person. Mm-hmm. Um, but she talks about not the trouble of vulnerability or the disdain for vulnerability. She talks about the power wow. of vulnerability. And this is coming from, um, she's a kind of researcher, storyteller. Uh, but she actually talks about vulnerability uh, just through her interviews of many, 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 many people. 
actually is one of our greatest strengths, mm-hmm. which is compelling, mm-hmm. right? That it's a strength she proposes towards finding love and meaning that we desire wow. in life. And that's the love you're talking about, sister, mm-hmm. that actually vulnerability when we're thrown up against it or into it um, actually becomes a moment that we can discover and claim mm-hmm. what we want, even though often it feels like it's it's pulling us away from it or making it impossible to claim mm-hmm. that love or that sense of belonging mm-hmm. or truth or acceptance that we're seeking. Because, I mean, let's be real, right? Like, when we're thrown into vulnerability, we're thrown into a new arena, um, it often feels like an earthquake happens inside and out. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And this could be, like, maybe I'm, I've been diagnosed with something. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a new medical situation. Maybe a loved one that is close to me is sick. Maybe I am facing an unexpected pregnancy, an Mm. unexpected change in employment, Mm -hmm. um, a change in the life of my family Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, just kind of makes me feel vulnerable. Right. And actually no one likes this feeling. I mean, it's like, it's the pit in your stomach. Mm -hmm. It's this uncomfortable grip of uncertainty Mm -hmm. Uh, and it can provoke worry Mm -hmm. about my future about my family, about the days ahead. Um, it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think actually a lot of people, or perhaps I know I'm tempted, to view it as something synonymous with weakness, mm-hmm. that I need to avoid this. Right. Um, I need to control it. I need to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Sister, I think it's so important to articulate that. And and the reality of, yes, like there's a, there's a scariness to being vulnerable, mm-hmm. but it's actually uh, only in vulnerability that we can open ourselves to real... Um, communion, connection, relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, falling in love. There's a vulnerability to falling in love mm-hmm. because there's a, there's a sense that you're not in control. You know, I know my own vocation story, falling in love with Jesus. It's like you're not in control entirely. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, but it's it's this, it's what allows for relationship, mm-hmm. um, opening opening ourselves to that, um, to that great love. And and it takes courage, to be honest. Amen, sister. Because vulnerability to uh, vulnera, you know, is, is to be to be able to be wounded, right? So there's mm. there's a risk in opening ourselves up, and that's mm-hmm. why it can be scary. But if we if we lean into that, um, it can be enormously beautiful. Amen. Well, gosh, sister, it reminds me of a quote mm-hmm. from Teddy Roosevelt. Oh yeah. And I think I have pitched it, and I know Br- Brene Brown loves to use it as well but i actually often go back to it and that's why i want to read it okay because it's worth refreshing um it's kind of a great catchphrase Mm -hmm. um and because teddy roosevelt it's like if you mention it to anyone it's like the quote where he talks about daring greatly Mm -hmm. and this is like the big dare Mm -hmm. when it comes to vulnerability Mm -hmm. and this is what he says okay it's not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Wow. 
There's a sound effect to that. That's awesome. <laughs> no, no, it's it is awesome. It really is. Something moves in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually something deep in me says it's true. Yeah. It's so true. And actually you think look at Jesus, right? Like he's he's the vulnerable one, capital V, right? Mm. Um he's the one who made himself vulnerable on the cross and Amen. won the greatest victory. Amen. It's like, wow. Well, even sister, if you think about our lives, it's like our whole religious lives, and I mean, every life in vocation is, mm-hmm. is in this way, but it's like in a very particular way, poverty, chastity, obedience, Right. Um, they make us vulnerable. Yeah. And yet, what does it open us up to? Right. Well, it basically, what is it saying is love is enough. Love's enough. Love's enough. And it's, it's opening us up to that great love. Like, I'm going to let go of everything else, you know, that I think I, would actually be, you know, authentically genuine means of living life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to totally lean my whole existence on love. On love. It's it's kind of like, it it would be nuts if it wasn't true. Amen, you sister. Know? <laughs> like, well, no, even, even sister, it reminds me of um, a homily uh, I once heard and the, um, the bishop was addressing religious mm-hmm. and he said to them, you know, he, he was thanking the religious for their witness mm-hmm. and basically saying, listen, um, people don't marry someone who's dead. And, <laughs> right? Like, people don't do that. Right. And basically acknowledging, as religious women, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, what do our lives reveal? God is alive. He's alive. Jesus is alive. He's risen. He is risen. His life is flowing mm-hmm. through our hearts, through so many hearts that I encounter and 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 privileged to encounter mm-hmm. on the streets of New York City, mm-hmm. uh, wherever we go, it's like the the faith of believers. Like he is not dead. No, that he is so alive in the hearts of so many. Mm-hmm. And actually, this is why we can dare greatly. We know we have a living God yeah. who is going to be there with us and for us. And I wonder, sister, it's like, what are some examples? Like, where do we see this? Have we seen this? Well, you know what actually first comes to my mind? Tell me. Your tomato plants. <laughs> Listen. I've just been very edified by the whole I, I process. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about my tomato plants. You know, it, could be, it could be therapeutic. We could talk about it right now. <laughs> no. Okay. Listen. Okay. The long and short of the tomato plants. And actually, yes, sister, you're right. I have dared greatly. You have. Um, I just want, I want to acknowledge that. That's a big deal. Well, and this is, again, it's small but mighty. Okay. And this is what actually, this is like, this is how we win the little victories every day. Mm -hmm. And actually life is, isn't much bigger than the little stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's how we live the little stuff that we win the big victories. Yeah. Okay. So the tomato plants. Yeah. So we all planted seeds because we live in the Bronx and it's like, you know, it's just good to have some green around you and watch things grow. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It's just good for the heart. Good for the soul. Yeah, I planted Christmas trees. Yes, and I'll, they look great. Thanks. I'll harvest them in about thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> You're the long-suffering, persevering type soul. Thanks. I'm already edified. And actually, the uh, the little stub that's come up is really cute. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, <laughs> he's small. It's gonna take some time. Yeah, like thirty years. Yeah, but I believe. Thanks, Credo. So these tomato plants. So like I did, I I planted probably too many seeds in one spot, and actually I didn't really know what I was doing. And turns out, like, 
actually, I did a really good job. You like, did. They grew really, really fast. Yep. So fast that I forgot to do, like, I think I was supposed to pinch them or something. That's yeah. what I read somewhere. But I don't even know how to do that. And so they grew up really, really tall. And <laughs> they're probably gonna, they're probably like slim tomato plants. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're too tall. But actually, the big dare, mm-hmm. and because I was, I was nurturing them inside mm-hmm. where they were warm and there's no breeze and um, I could water them. Right. And this big moment came, like, it's time to put them outside. Yeah. And it was hard. Mm-hmm. I, I, have to, I have to say, in the squirrels, I, again, I'm terrified right. that as soon as those, those little flowers become fruits, my tomato plants are going to get destroyed by those terrible squirrels <laughs> that eat everything. <laughs> like, why don't they just stick to the dumpster? <laughs> but um, I brought my... And somehow they end up being <laughs> six feet tall. Yeah, I just want to say they're, they're, I measured myself beside them. They are taller than me. I think I'm, they're supposed to be 12 inches. I'm five, seven and a half. And yeah. there's, there's a couple that are taller than I me. I don't know how I, I have five, six foot tomato plants. <laughs> and the, the other sisters in the other convent, they've been growing them the same amount of time and they're only 12 inches. So I do not, I didn't put any miracle grow in there. I just put a lot of love. A lot of love. Love is enough. Love is enough. And and they're six feet tall and they're out. Yep. And I dared greatly. You did. And I was deeply edified. Yeah. I was deeply edified. And you know what? It's like... Takes courage. Yeah, it does take courage. But like, okay. I just want to say kudos. I just want to say that. Thanks, sister. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we see this all the time. Like, Rudy, okay? I love that movie based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows the story of Rudy and mm-hmm. his aspiration to play Notre Dame football and like how he overcame every odd and obstacle and mm-hmm. persevered. And like, it was so many little acts of courage. Mm-hmm. It was so many little acts of faith. He was daring greatly. He was. Where else do we see this? Well, you know, it made me think of a time in high school when I was choosing my courses. Oh. Yeah. And I knew I could either go in band or <laughs> drama. And I have, of course, I had mentioned I played the baritone saxophone for a number of years. It's not very good, but, mm-hmm. but I knew, <laughs> oh, no, no, truly. But I knew like going into drama class would require immense vulnerability. And I wanted to do it, but I was like afraid. And I was so close to not doing it. But then I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to risk being vulnerable. And actually it was one of the best things I ever did in terms of life choices. Because it really formed me and, and, and I had a gift in it, to be honest. And it was like, I wouldn't have known that or discovered that if I hadn't taken the risk of being vulnerable in that way. Wow. You know, or it's like even like, okay, on the plane from Edmonton, Alberta to New York, New York, Mm -hmm. there was a moment. You know, when I was discerning, going to visit the sisters, my first time ever visiting them, going to New York for the first time ever. And I literally had this moment of like, what am I doing? I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm nuts. It is crazy. I'm going to visit nuns in New York because I'm thinking about being one of them. (laughs) It's nuts. What? I mean, I felt so vulnerable in that moment. But you know what? I praise God. I followed the grace and took the risk and because wow, I, I would not trade my life for anything. Wow. I'm so grateful I'm here. Wow. You know, 11 years in, it's like, thank you, Jesus, that I let myself be vulnerable. I let love be enough and I didn't try to grasp for something else. Wow, sister. No, that it, it's actually, it's awesome. Yeah. And it's powerful. Yeah. Well, and even it makes me think about um, a woman that I was, I was blessed to know. And again, because it's like the little things, it's the big things. Mm-hmm. And yet when we let love be enough Mm -hmm. when we live from that core strength that we've all been given and the reality that um 
God has, has seen us and looked upon us and fashioned us and, and he's holding us mm-hmm. in, in our being and he's loving us. And as we sit and rest in that reality, we have courage to live, mm-hmm. live true. Mm-hmm. And um, this woman that I was blessed to walk with, she revealed this to me mm-hmm. in incredible ways and showed the power, like how one act of love, it it gets a ripple going it's and amazing. it catches and it blesses. Mm-hmm. So this really beautiful woman um, called us one day. Um, she was early in a pregnancy and unsure with what to do. She had suffered an abortion um, prior to calling us. And, and again, she really felt uncomfortable with making that decision again. You know, it was something mm-hmm. that she knew she didn't want. And yet she felt so pressured and alone and uncertain um, about what to do with this pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so she was actually scheduled for an abortion and was basically calling and saying, you know what, give me a, give me another option. Mm-hmm. Is there another option? And so uh, we, we talked to her over the phone and, and we're like, you know what, like, and that was, that was good. It was a blessing, but we're like, you know what, maybe do you want to talk to other women who mm-hmm. have been in your shoes, have, faced an unexpected pregnancy um, in situations similar to yours. And she had spoken with these women and felt deeply blessed by the conversations, but she still felt uncertain. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, well, you know what, let's, let's talk tomorrow. And so we continued to walk with her and, and actually like, it was really powerful to mm-hmm. see um, how, as her heart opened up to this, this possibility of life and, and, hearing the stories of other women Mm -hmm. who dared greatly Mm -hmm. ultimately uh she's like you know what yeah i i'm choosing life i'm gonna continue this pregnancy um but about six months into this pregnancy she was confronted again with a serious situation in that the doctor came to her in one of her prenatal checkups and they said, you know what? Your baby has spina bifida. Mm. She received an adverse prenatal diagnosis. And they said, you know, your child's going to suffer a lot of hardships. And they said, we really encourage you to terminate your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And she received this. And the doctors kind of were like, well, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And Emma just looked at him and she's like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? She's like, I'm going to be a good mom. That's what I'm going to do. Wow. And she simply said, if my baby has spina bifida, my baby has spina bifida. And she walked out of the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple months later, she delivered a completely healthy um, oh. baby. Oh. And again, like the joy in her heart mm-hmm. um, of being a mother mm-hmm. and the blessing and the gift of that. And she just said to us, like, sisters, if you ever walk with another woman who has a similar circumstance that I did, I want to talk to her, like Mm -hmm. just um, connect me to her Mm -hmm. if she's open. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, um, a couple weeks later, uh, I was walking with another woman and Mm -hmm. she was deeply conflicted and they connected. And actually she, Emma played an integral central role Mm -hmm. in accompanying this woman. She heroically chose life for her child. And again, it's like this daring greatly and to see how motherhood blesses them Mm. and to see the joy and the gift uh, that they take in their baby girls and to see how they beat the odds. Mm. And it's it's incredible. And and it reveals this reality. Love is enough. Mm -hmm. Love, it really is Mm -hmm. enough. 
and we have to dare in it. We have to go for it. And especially in these moments of vulnerability, some profound, some less profound, Mm -hmm. um, but actually life is always at stake. Mm -hmm. Uh, My life, your life, and the beauty and the gift of life. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful, sister. I love that story. It is so powerful. Um, And yeah, it makes me think just as you're speaking about you know, daring greatly in love, making ourselves vulnerable to love and, and the reality that love is enough. It, even the women we serve in our hope and healing missions mm-hmm. who are like my heroes, they are so beautiful. Um, but so many of them will share like just, um, you know, years after having experienced an abortion and just the guilt, the shame, the fear and the immense courage it took to reach out, mm-hmm. to make that first call, mm-hmm. to go to the first day of prayer and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this incredible experience of, of making themselves vulnerable to, to love. Um, and, but then the power of, of actually experiencing it and receiving love in all the places of, of, um, you know, those memories are where they, they were felt so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it's, it's amazing just hearing their stories. Um, and the, the courage, um, the courage to be vulnerable. The courage to be loved in those places. Um, it's powerful. It really stuff. is. And I, I really, I really, really uh, admire, yeah, 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 each each of them, each of the women we serve. It's like they are my my heroes. Yeah. You know? And it's like to see the power of love, mm-hmm. actually. Like mm-hmm. really putting it to, t- to the test and seeing how love wins. Yeah. because Love conquers all. Because Jesus wins. God is love. Amen. Jesus on the cross triumphs over sin and death he triumphs over every every place of darkness and fear and shame and he's alive yeah and another story that actually comes to mind is one of our dear dear priest friend chaplains monsignor gallagher um who was god rest his soul he's passed away since but he he actually was like uh Reminded me of like a 1950s movie star, just like the way he carried himself. He was like really epic, you know? Yeah, he was an amazing priest and a really, really good man. Yeah, really. Amen. And uh, But he had such a beautiful story because he had a brother, a younger mm-hmm. brother, Matt Gallagher, um, who was born with a number of disabilities. Um, and the condition he had, he really shouldn't have lived past about 30 years old. Wow. Um, but it was so amazing to hear this story and to watch Monsignor with Matt. But basically... Monsignor's parents and then Monsignor cared for Matt so intentionally, so beautifully. They had such a deep relationship with him. Matt couldn't speak. Um, he, he couldn't walk. You know, mm-hmm. he was basically in a wheelchair in a bed his whole, his mm-hmm. whole life. Everything had to be done for him. And they loved him so deeply. And Monsignor would talk about the communication they had between mm-hmm. each other, that they could understand each other without words. Um, but Matt lived till like 83 years old or, Wow. 87 years old something in the 80s which was actually like a medical miracle wow it should not have happened wow and why like and the doctors were like you know how could this be it, it was because he was so loved and he was loved so well how beautiful and his vulnerability um and his life changed everybody's life around him wow everyone was so deeply moved by by matt um and monsignor even he he basically stayed in the same parish his whole life lived with Matt in an apartment, you know, his whole adult life. Like it was so powerful how he was loved. And for me, it's just such a witness of everything we're talking about right now. Like love is enough. Love's enough. Because God is love. Wow, sister. Yeah. That is so powerful. Yeah. And well and I think too, it's like as we head out to live this day, mm-hmm. um, for all of y'all, wherever you are in your day, it's like living this. Mm-hmm. Um, living this challenge to 
dare greatly Mm -hmm. to claim the gift and the strength of love to claim the reality that you are being loved right now Mm -hmm. by god and to to let love lead you in and through this day and and watch love transform Mm -hmm. this day Mm -hmm. and even these little heroes uh that we've talked about and naming gosh who are those heroes in your life who has revealed this to you Mm -hmm. but i wonder too i guess sister anything before we go yes before we go i have two two challenges Mm -hmm. one first challenge would be to pick up the gospels pick up the bible Mm -hmm. um and go to one of the resurrection scenes Mm. where jesus is appearing to his disciples um, whether that's in the upper room and he's eating a piece, piece of broiled fish or he's on the seashore or in the garden, you pick. But um, to, to, to just sit with that gospel mm. and the reality that this Jesus who rose from the dead is risen from the dead, um, present tense, um, and, and asking him, Lord, reveal yourself to me. I give you permission um, to come into my heart. Amen. Um, I'm basically just giving him permission. Because uh, he's real and he loves you. He mm-hmm. loves you. Mm-hmm. The you, you, the deep you. Um, so that's, that'd be the first challenge. And then second would be just to name something in your life. Uh, maybe um, something you've always wanted to do where you kind of felt like, you know, your heart tugged mm-hmm. to do something in a particular way. So maybe that's, I don't know, to do ballet or to paint or to, I don't know, have a conversation with your uncle who you've never talked to. I don't know what it is, but something that you've kind of felt maybe the, the Lord prompting you to do, but you haven't had the courage to actually do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to do it. Just to trust that love is, you know, love will carry you, love will bring you home. And uh, and that, yeah, Jesus is with you. So uh, just a little call for courage there. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful, sister. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think, and I love it. You're talking about being real with love. Mm-hmm. You're talking about yeah, being real with the tugs in your heart. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think just to toss one more log into that fire is being real with your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I think um, to let ourselves be loved in our vulnerability, we have to be real with our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I think actually, uh, when I think about it, it can be harder than I think. Um, (laughs) to be real with my vulnerability Um, Mm -hmm. where I'm experiencing poverty where I feel like the whole world is against me Mm -hmm. Um, the little ways that gosh I just feel like the day is beating me it's Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness Mm -hmm. those little intervals just having the self-possession just to like close your eyes and like step back even for a breath even Mm -hmm. for a moment and just say Lord I ask for the grace to receive your love right here Mm -hmm. where I'm tired, where I feel so poor, where I feel so overcome Mm -hmm. um, or just beaten down, like right there Mm -hmm. um, to just ask and to be real Mm -hmm. uh, with where you are desiring uh, for love to be enough. Mm. Um, And yeah, it's, I think it takes a little humility Mm -hmm. and um, just solid honesty and, um, but it really opens the gates to letting love be enough, to living from this great core strength that we all have, mm-hmm. that we all have this incredible capacity to love and to be loved. Mm-hmm. And let's dive into it. Amen. That's so great, sister. Should we close with a prayer? Awesome. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we praise you, we thank you, our God who is love. 
and who is enough, we ask for every grace just to give you permission to be real with those places we desire you to come and to reign over our lives the most. We entrust our hearts to you, Father, and we thank you ahead of time for bothering us, for loving us, for sending your Son to transform us and your Holy Spirit to anoint us. As we say, glory be to the Father, Father, to to the the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. God bless and keep all of you. We're praying for you. See you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.